morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, May 11th. Dieters, take note. Today is National Eat What You Want Day. The day was created, according to DaysOfTheYear.com, by Thomas and Ruth Roy to help people break away from frustrating health and diet trends of our time. Well, we wouldn't necessarily recommend you do anything unhealthy, but having one day to eat what you want doesn't sound all that bad, right? So while you think about what's for dinner, let's get to your first alert forecast. And good Wednesday morning to you, meteorologist Joey Sovine. Just a little cool as you head out the door this morning. You'll notice the breeze out there. First thing, a mostly sunny sky will turn partly cloudy through the day. A few clouds turn at us at times with the breeze out of the north. That's going to keep the lower humidity in place. High temperatures this afternoon will reach the upper 70s, close to 80 degrees. A little bit cooler at the coastline at the beaches where we do have a moderate risk of rip currents today. Temperatures down a little bit cloudy, 73 degrees tomorrow, along with a chance of some scattered showers, maybe one or two thunderstorms with a chance of some rain on Friday at 78, and then we'll trend drier as we go into the weekend and hotter, 83 Saturday, 89 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. A convicted sex offender has been arrested in Georgetown County. Officials say this man was a person of interest in the disappearance of a teen. Raymond Moody was named as a person of interest back in 2012 in Brittany Drexel's disappearance. Drexel went missing years earlier from Myrtle Beach during a 2009 spring break trip. Moody was arrested last week for obstruction of justice. The Georgetown County Sheriff's Office will not say if the two are related, but sources tell us that a new development in the investigation is coming this week, we will have updates on the story as we get more information. A downtown restaurant is under fire after the U.S. Department of Labor says it forced its workers to enter into an illegal tip pool. Now, the allegation resulted in the restaurant paying back more than $624,000 to employees. The Department of Labor says 167 wrong King Street shortchanged workers in that tip pool that led to federal overtime and minimum wage violations. In a statement, the restaurant says they got legal counsel who told them tip pooling was legal and appropriate. The restaurant says after being notified of the potential violation last year, saying the department began a full investigation and determined that while we had not intentionally violated any regulation, we had instead relied upon incorrect legal advice. A Charleston man is accused of distributing fentanyl, resulting in a death. Hassib Mesquite Rivers has been indicted by a federal grand jury on multiple narcotics distributions. A DEA special agent alleges that in November of 2020, Musket Rivers gave fentanyl to a 24-year-old woman in Charleston following a Halloween party. The woman was later found dead from an overdose with a blood toxicity analysis showing high levels of fentanyl. Musket Rivers faces a mandatory a minimum term of 20 years in prison and a maximum term of life, a fine of $1 million and court-ordered supervision for a minimum of three years to follow any prison term. A local family wants an apology from law enforcement after they claim their son was wrongfully detained in an April investigation. They say their 20-year-old son got scratches, bruises, and bug bites after he was handcuffed on top of an anthill. He was detained after his car matched one that may have been involved in gunshots being fired in the area of Cartwright Drive in West Ashley late last month. According to an incident report, he was able to prove his whereabouts and was let go. The family says law enforcement have not been very forthcoming 
forthcoming with information. Today, the family and their lawyer will be speaking in Mount Pleasant about the incident. We have also reached out to the sheriff's office for a comment. We are hearing from the Charleston County Sheriff after three women were killed in a crash involving a deputy. A mother, Stefana Dantzler, and her two daughters, Shanice and Miranda, were killed in a crash on Savannah Highway at New Road late Sunday night. In a statement, Sheriff Kristen Graziano says, Our hearts are broken for the family of Stefania Shanice and Miranda, member of my executive staff, a chaplain, and I have met with the family and CCSO to continue to offer support. Now, this is a tragic loss for our community. She went on to say, we are committed to reviewing our response policies to ensure we are doing our best to serve the public. Authorities say Charleston County Deputy Emily Pelletier was responding to a call when her patrol cruiser collided with the victim's vehicle. Pelletier was taken to an area hospital and later released. She's currently on administrative leave with pay as the sheriff's office reviews the incident. The sheriff will address the public in a news conference on that crash later this morning at 11. We're going to have full coverage on air and online. Wetland preservation with some development could be coming to North Mount Pleasant. The county owns about 30 acres of land off of Highway 17 and has been debating what to do with it since they bought it last year. Melissa Rademacher explains their next steps. Members talked for about an hour in a council meeting about what they could do with the land on Faison Road. They settled on putting out a call for plans that would preserve the wetlands and invite development to the highlands on that property. The council ruled out getting a consultant for the land, saying it's too expensive, and ruled out putting sports fields there, saying it's too close to the local airport. Members agree they don't want to destroy any wetlands, which make up most of the property. In fact, only about five of the 30 acres are highlands that could be developed. I think that the original purpose of this property was for economic development, and I think that a combination of economic development usage plus open space and wetland preservation could be potentially very positive, a mixture of both of those things. Filming and building is um, causing an issue all over, and I don't think our citizens want us to do that at all, but we know there's highlands here. I was very adamant in my suggestions that this would be a great place for uh, workforce housing. The council did not set a timeline for when they will revisit the plans. First, city staff will have to advertise the hunt for proposals, collect those that come in, and set a time to bring them before city council. In the newsroom, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. Officials with Charleston County Parks are working to better understand the history of a cemetery at the McLeod Plantation. Now, they say they have known about the cemetery on James Island ever since they took ownership of the land years ago. And now this new study will help them learn more about the remains. Lauren Quinlan joining us live and spoke with leaders on the project who say after seven years, they are now getting that project underway. Lauren? When McLeod Plantation first became a part of Charleston County Parks, they weren't sure what to do to honor those resting here. Now they have more information and they are determining the scope of this project. Toby Smith with Charleston County Parks has been all in on this project since 2018. Smith says this space was used from 1777 up to 1965, but in passing, many don't know this cemetery exists. 
We're at the point of finding the obituaries of some of the folks who lived here, determining the scope and parameter of this space. Initially, Charleston County Parks thought there were about 100 remains in the space, but their contractors, New South Associates, were able to determine there are roughly 300 remains. Smith says they are now looking to connect with the descendants of those buried at this site. It is remarkable to think about the life and times of the people who are resting. Some of those folks go all the way back to the period of enslavement. Others come all the way forward. So every step you take, there is a life and a story underneath. This isn't a traditional cemetery where every plot has a headstone. There's only a few people who had that luxury. Through processes like ground-penetrating radar and detection dogs, contractors were able to pinpoint all the places they believe remains are located and mark them with flags. Each of those strips has a number. Those numbers will be uploaded into a computer system, which will enable us to have a map. And the map then will tell us exactly where everyone is. Charleston County Parks encourages input from the community if they have any additional information about this site. We're hoping that information like this will say to people, hey, I need to go and check into this because we could have a relative buried there. And we would like to know that. We'd like to gather all of the names with the beginning of their life, at the end of their life, and begin to tell the stories of who they were in the middle. Smith says, although this is a place of pain, this space speaks to the survival, determination, and the foundations that have gone on to shape Charleston. The greatest legacy we can give them is not to forget them. Charleston County Park says there's a potential to formalize this cemetery, allowing people to come and visit, but that's all determined on the input they get back from the families and descendants of those buried here. Visit our website at live5news.com and click on this story to learn how you can reach out. Live on James Island, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. Admit it, you're still thinking about what you're going to eat, right? I know, I am. Well, anyway, on this date in 1970, the three-record soundtrack from the Woodstock Music Festival was released. It went gold within just two weeks. And on this date in 1981, we lost legendary musician Bob Marley to a brain tumor at a Miami hospital. And just one year ago, gas stations were running on empty after drivers were filling up in a panic. That happened days after hackers shut down a major pipeline. Well, thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.